Welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Picaro, and I'm so excited about this episode because it's one that used to like really, really get to me. When I wasn't honest with myself about it, I, I felt the most impacted by it and were the most impacted by dishonesty. And I think for those of us who've gone through emotional abuse, neglect, and trauma in the past, we can truly say that we're the most impacted by dishonesty. And I think for that reason, so many of us fear real honesty real truth because we say the truth hurts and when we sit with it we're sitting with our pain and we avoid sitting with it until it no longer needs to be felt we avoid feeling it until it no longer needs to be felt we run from it we numb it and and we try and pray it away and I realized that's what I I was doing I, I was praying for pain the name of this episode. And that's really weird. Why would you pray for pain? And then we say, well, I wouldn't, I don't. But when we've gone through emotional abuse, neglect, and trauma in the past, when we're living with those, those invisible wounds still, they're still oozing. They're still open. That's what trauma is. Trauma is trapped information. That information is still trapped within us. And thank God for triggers. I, I, every time I get triggered, I'm like, Oh God, thank you. You, you've got something for me here. You're showing me, you're teaching me, you're growing me. I didn't used to be that way though. I used to pray for pain. And the truth is what we put out, we receive back, right? Some people call it karma. Some people call it, you know, this manifestation and what you put out, you get back. But I used to pray for pain when I was in so much pain. I used to try and pray away my pain, but then pray for the pain that I had for the one who caused the pain to experience. And the really fucked up thing is I realized through the revealing and healing that, that God took me to that next level of healing that I didn't need to pray for the ex-narcissist to be in pain, to experience pain. They already were in so much of it. They had to be to do the things they did, to say the things they said. It is There's no possible way that they could have said or done what they did if they hadn't already been experiencing and have experienced as much pain as I was praying that they would. And when this really resonates, when this really sinks in, it hits. And we like to use words and phrases like it hits hard. Well, think about it logically. When you're hit hard, a mark is left, a bruise is left, something is broken. In order to get a bruise, a blood vessel is broken. Something is broken open. And that's what prayer does. Prayer breaks us open. But a lot of us are praying for pain. If you're anything like I was in the beginning, and I'm like, all right, God, if you're real, if we're going to do this, if you're up there somewhere, wherever there is, let's do this. Like heal me and hurt them the way that they've hurt me. Okay. So I would pray for my pain to go away and I would pray for it to go to them. I pray for it to go to the one who caused it, right? Like, let's let's give it back. If it's karma, right? If they've sown all these seeds of pain, then they should reap what they sow. The thing is, they already are. And that's what he revealed to me. They already are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to do the things they did or said the things they said. And so when I realized that, if I wanted, if I wanted peace within me, if I was praying for peace for me and pain for them because it seemed like they were in peace and I was in pain... He came in and and he flipped everything around and he revealed to me the truth. Sarah, if you want 
peace for you. If you're going to pray for peace for you, you have to believe that they deserve it too. And holy shit, was this a big concept for me. I, I, I wrestled with God. It, it wasn't the concept I was wrestling with. I was wrestling with God through the processing of this concept. If I was praying for peace for me, but praying for pain for them, it doesn't work that way. And I thought, what do you mean it doesn't work that way? Look at the way that everything has worked in the past and see, that's how we got to this place. And I feel like he was like, okay, I hear everything you're saying. When you're ready to listen, just let me know. I'm here, not going anywhere. And so I would go on these rants and these tangents for long time, those like months, years, weeks, like whatever it was. And I would pray for pain for them. And I would even do that as I would read the Bible, as I would go through scripture, I would like pray for them, the turnaround and the abundance and the blessings and feels like a blessing has fallen on me. And I would pray for that for me, but not for them. And like, oh, no, no, no. See, they, they need to be damned to hell. Like they, That's what they deserve. And so I'd pray for pain for them. The same pain that I presently felt and I said was from them. And then it it was taken even deeper. I realized the pain wasn't from them. The pain was because of my separation from him. God, Jesus, from who he is. He's a loving God. He's not one that comes into our life and wants us to be in pain or desires for us to experience pain. And when we're praying for that, we're praying for something that he doesn't do. We're praying for him to be someone he's not. And when I realized that, I everything changed. So I was asking requests of him for things he can't grant. He, he doesn't come and grant and, and receive pleasure from people being in pain regardless of what they've done. And I thought, well, God, you should see the situation and what the ex-narcissist did to me. And, and, and it seems like they're just off living this perfect life and I'm over here struggling through life. So you should want them to go through just as much pain as they put me through, if you love me. And then I realized what I was asking for. Praying for someone else's pain was like, this conditional love. And then I was like, realized, okay, I'm asking for conditional love from him, but that's not who he is. He loves us all unconditionally. There are no conditions to his love. And so when I was praying for the narcissist to experience pain, what I was really asking was for me to experience the same. And I thought, wait a minute, no, that's not what I want. I want this for me and that for him doesn't work that way what I was praying for myself I also had to pray for him and let him in because I said I don't think I can do that I really don't think I can do that after everything he's done to me after everything he's put me through and then when it was taken even further and even deeper I realized God let me go through that so he could grow me through that And then a new level of love 
a new level of compassion, a new level of acceptance, a new level of forgiveness was like cracked open in my heart, in my soul, in my mind, and in my life. And took me to a place where I truly could pray for blessings for those who had hurt me by the past abuse. And I didn't have to pray it away. I no longer had to pray away the pain or pray for pain for them and, and no pain for me. And, and that's what so many of us do. We try and pray away our pain and we get into this conditional tug of war relationship with God. And we're like, okay, if you really love me, then then strike them dead. Like have lightning come zap them right now, please. If you're really up there, you will do that for me. Because I, I'm trying to do this thing with you called a relationship and talk to you and pray with you and trying to be good enough for you. And he, I feel like it just, <sighs> he takes a deep breath and exhale a sigh of compassion for what we're going through and breathes understanding into our hearts for who he is and that we're the ones blocking letting it in but when we stop blocking letting him in and we start to see that he's been there with us through the pain and he's working it not just for our good but for his good and we start to pray for his will to be done we start to experience our own will being done which is our worldly desires manifestations all the things that we want that sometimes we say we don't want but we really actually do because we believe that we're bad for wanting them but when we seek first his will his kingdom and we we ask what would you have me do what would you have me know about what i've gone through how would you have me grow through what what i went through what would you have me say? What would you have me share? That's how this podcast came to be, the change with him. He starts to move and shift and transform things within us. Then when we stop praying for other people to go through pain because they put us through pain. We start praying for blessings and for healing and for restoration and for God to work through them the same way that he's worked working through us and will continue to. Everything changes. But I used to pray for the narcissist to go through pain. And then I realized, because God showed me, Sarah, they already have. That's why they did the things to you they did. That's why they said the things to you they said. You don't need to pray for what they're already living. They're already living it. You don't need to pray for them to live it. And I think sometimes we get mad because we feel like God doesn't answer our prayers or our prayers fall on deaf ears. No. No already been answered what you're praying to be answered has already been answered and, and so we need to start praying for other things to be answered what if we started praying for their redemption and their healing and their transformation and their growth the same that we're praying for ours imagine and it's been wild but i've seen visions of my ex coming to jesus completely turning his life around and allowing god to use him the way that i've prayed for God to use me and for, to turn things around for me and to restore me and heal me and, and have me to experience overwhelming love. I started praying for that for the narcissist too and thought about all the things that he's been through and all the things that he's done. If he could repent and ask for forgiveness and experience healing in God's love, oh, whoa. I'll be honest. I was like, God, I don't think that's possible. 
<laughs> and then I laugh because I remember with God, all things are possible. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if anyone can do it, it's you. And I stopped praying for pain on people who would place their pain onto me, projected and onto me, for people's pain that I had carried for far too long in the past and saw it was never mine to carry in the first place and laid it down and, and not just laid it down, dropped it, like, boom, I'm out, like laid it down at the feet of God and said, God, they didn't come to you and ask you to do anything with this for them because they're in so much of this themselves. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to be the one who's been carrying this pain for them to bring it to you and lay it down at your feet for them because they didn't believe that they were worthy of you or that they could do it themselves. And I, I truly believe that that's a part of what we're asked to do when we're called to serve, to serve in that way, to pray for other people, the same way we're praying for ourselves, to pray for blessings, pray for transformation, pray for healing, pray for abundance, especially when those who we've been praying for pain. That's this inner transformation. And God completely changed my prayers. And I understand now that that's what he meant when he said in scripture, pray for your enemies, love your enemies. You don't need to actually love them. Like in this 2D world that we live in where we are codependent and we say yes when they, when they ask something. No, there needs to be healthy boundaries in place within the relationship with them. But we can be taking it to him, praying for them restoration, healing, and transformation. And I truly believe that that's the greatest challenge and the most incredible gift that we get to experience because God hasn't given us anything that he had already given us the power to make it through. And sometimes we want it now. We want it instantaneously. We want it right this second. We want it to be easy. And sticking with the things that are hard will take you so, so, so far. And that was one of the hardest things for me is to stop praying for pain for people who caused me pain and to start praying for the same things for them that I was praying for for me. And I know it's hard because there's a lot of pain there, but I know that's the power, the power of forgiveness. And when we realize that through Jesus Christ, we've already been forgiven of our sins. We realize hurt people hurt people, but forgiven people forgive people. And then we're able to forgive ourselves and we're able to forgive them. It doesn't mean forget. So many people enmesh and entangle forgiveness and forgetting. They're different. They're so different. But when you start praying for pleasure, for purpose, for passion, for acceptance, for healing, for redemption, for forgiveness, for joy, for abundance, for love, for connection, for them and for you, and you stop saying, I want this for them and I want this for me, like it's a grocery list or shopping list or Christmas list, 
like you've written their name on it, like a little voodoo doll. And you're like, okay, this is the voodoo doll for this person. And I'm going to take the needles and I'm going to stab them into this place, places with me that I caught, that I hurt because they caused the pain there in that area. And we take the needles out and we surrender the dolls and we say, I'm giving up. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that to them or for them or wish that over them or declare that over them. Because I don't want that done to me. I don't want that wished on me. I don't want that declared over my life. And we surrender that. We let it go. We, we toss the needles. We break them. <laughs> we throw them in the trash and we get rid of the dolls. And we realize we've done that without realizing that we've done that. We realize we've been doing that without realizing we've been doing that. And God shows us that. He reveals within us the things that we've been doing, the things that we've been saying, the things that we've been praying for. And I truly believe that that is why we feel like so many of our prayers are unanswered. Every prayer is answered. It's answered with a yes and it happens immediately. It's answered with a no because it's not in his will. It's in yours. And we need to be praying for his will to be done, not our own, because it's way better, thousands of times better than our limited will could ever be. Or sometimes the prayer is answered and the answer is wait. Just like a parent saying to a child and the child's like, can I have ice cream? 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 Sometimes as a parent, you're like, yeah, that sounds great. Ice cream sounds good. Let's go. Let's get some right now. Or sometimes the answer is no. Because logically, consciously as a parent, you're like, you haven't eaten dinner yet. No. <laughs> Or the kid's in trouble. They haven't cleaned their room. And they're like, can I have ice cream? Wait a minute, you haven't cleaned your room? No, no, you can't have ice cream. Why would you even ask that? What are you thinking? And we do that with our prayers. We ask for things through our prayers. And I think sometimes God's like, no, what are you thinking? <laughs> you haven't done this yet. And that's important. You need to do this first. Or no, just no. Why no? Well, because you've already had two bowls. Like, that's why. And I think sometimes we, we ask God of these things and he's like, no, because you've already had that. Ask for something else. Ask for something healthier for you, better for you. That'd be like your kid saying, can I have a bowl of nice organic steamed broccoli, please? If that was their prayer and prayers or requests, they'd be like, absolutely. Here you go. The answer is yes. But sometimes we're asking for things that are not good for us or that we've already had too much of. And the answer is no. Or sometimes the answer is wait. Sometimes as a parent, when a kid comes up to you and your kid comes up to you, hey, can I have some ice cream? You're like, well, wait. Why? I want it right now. Well, wait, because you haven't had dinner yet. The answer is yes, but you need to do this first. I, I want something healthier, better for you to go into you first and, and then yes you can have a little bit but you need to wait sometimes the answer is wait and I think a lot of times we get this mixed up when we pray we're like you didn't do this right now and it's like well no I didn't <laughs> so he hears every prayer and and he answers it he answers every prayer sometimes he answers yes sometimes it's no sometimes it's wait and I think we get mad when we put out a prayer which is a request and we're like, you didn't do it. Like, I, right? I know. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. In the right time. In the perfect time. I promise you. And I, that's already a promise that I made to you. That's already a promise that I've proven to you. I don't need to prove to you that I fulfill my promises I have. And if you look back in the past, that's what you can see if you're willing to see it. It's you that's not willing to see 
And I love that. There's a song that says, all your promises, I guess, that amen. A amen is, it's done. It's done. The end is written. So you don't need to fear what's going to happen. Get excited for what's going to happen. Because in the end, if you let him in, you get to live with him forever, for eternity, in heaven. The most incredible, magical, glorious place there ever will be. We get to experience a perfect life. So many of us get mad when we pray for other people's pain because they took us away from living this perfect life or we don't believe that we're deserving of living this perfect life. It's all about beliefs, internal, unconscious beliefs. And perfect is perception, but not to God. I mean, he has got perfect perception. He sees it the way that it was meant to be, originally designed to be, the way he planned it to be. It was us that went against that design and that plan. And now we're living in sin. We're living in pain. And because we're living in our own sin and pain, we're praying for other people who've been a part of that experience to experience it themselves even more. Like, how grotesque is that when we really think about it? And I know this can't be done on your own. I tried it. <laughs> I tried to do it on my own. I tried to do it for a really long time on my own. And I found that every time I tried to do it on my own, I was met with even more difficulty, even more pain, even more discomfort, even more frustration, even more resentment because we weren't created to do it on our own. We were created to do it with him. And he is the one that comes in and alters and changes and transforms the posture of our heart and takes our pain and works it for his pleasure, works it for his good. And through it working out for his pleasure and his good, it works for our pleasure and our good and in the right way for us too. But we get so focused on just wanting it to work out for us, we lose sight of the big picture. We get energetically on the wrong track. But you're never on the wrong track. When we begin praying for things like payback and you realize oh I don't want to be paid back for all the wrong things I've done I want them to be paid back for all the wrong things they've done hold on wait a minute hold up I feel like God is like <laughs> knock knock doesn't work like that and you go oh okay and a little crack of light opportunity to see the way it does work to experience the way it does work begins to train, transform and change the experience that you have within you, the relationship that you have with them. So if you, like me in the past, have been praying for other people's pain and your pleasure, I invite you today to just pray for what matters most. To let him in and let him do what only he can do. Let Jesus in. Let God into your life, into your heart, into your mind and just put everything you're going through in his hands he's not going to come in and take it from you he's not a forceful god he's not a vengeful god he's a loving caring kind compassionate god who wants pleasure for you who wants happiness for you who wants peace for you and that's what he provides it's what he's already provided through his son he never prays for pain for you never has and he never will and if you're going to believe that about yourself you've got to believe it about them too and he's the one that comes in and changes you changes the way you see them changes what you pray for when you pray over them 
if you even do, because a lot of times we pray for them to experience pain, he'll change what you pray for them for. And it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Because through that, you experience freedom. His freedom. Through that, you experience peace. His peace. That he moves into your heart, into your life. And he changes what you pray for. So if you've been praying for other people's pain, because you're tired of feeling your own, I invite you to invite him in to your life, into your heart, into your prayers, and pray for his will to be done, not your limited own. I love you guys. I'm praying for you and everything that you're going through. And before we go, before we end this and wrap it up with a giant, beautiful, glowing bow, I want to invite you to invite Jesus into your life if he's not in there or part of it already by simply saying, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I hear you knocking. The door is open. Come on in. Until we meet again, I love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye for now.